Welcome to my podcast, You Can Be Unstoppable. My name is Ewelina Szczeblawska and I am very honored to bring to you episode number 13. And today I will be discussing what is the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious mind and the role in our life experiences as adults. I hope that this episode will bring you with a deeper understanding why some of you may struggle with certain aspects of your life and how past experiences may affect your life right now. It is widely accepted that many of our conscious thoughts, a complex mixture of instincts, reflexes, motives, deep-seated memories and that originate from the subconscious mind. Any form of a childhood trauma or trauma experienced later in life can interfere with the proper functioning of brain areas that manage and interpret experiences. However, the greatest source of our suffering is the lies that we tell ourselves. You see, left brain is very rational and logical, whereas the right brain is linked to intuition, imagination, visual abilities. The right brain develops when we are still in a womb and it's responsible for the non-verbal communication that we have with our mothers. But why do I talk about this? This is because the left and right brain understands and processes past experiences differently. The right brain is responsible for memories of sound, touch, smell, emotions of the past events. If you experience any form of trauma that you revisit from time to time, images that flood your brain activate the right brain and deactivate the left brain. This is why flashbacks are so vivid and real. Sometimes people respond to trauma or emotions that they prefer not to feel, such as anger, with denial. The body has registered the threat or emotion, but the conscious mind behaves as if nothing has happened. The main issue with that is that the brain still sends signal of distress regardless of your denial. You see, your emotional brain will work hard to get your attention. The stress hormones are being released, your muscles are tensing ready to act, and I mean here the flight or fight response. That itself has a massive impact on the organs. If this denial to respond to trauma or to feel emotions will go on for a long time, the organs will demand your attention one way or another. The longer that goes on, the worse it may get. If you ignore the signals long enough, then the body will have no choice, but it may create illness to get your attention. That has happened to me a few times. The best policy is to listen to your body. After all, the brain's number one job is to keep us alive. As children, our brain operates at much lower 
frequencies. Whatever happened to us during that time contributes to the emotional and subjective map of the world. Some sort of, if I can say, a blueprint from which we operate from as adults. As we experience the world and we learn new things, neurons fire and wire together in the brain. And when the circuits fire repeatedly, often enough, it can become a default setting for us. For example, once we learn that we are not lovable and this experience is repeated by subsequent events, it becomes our reality that is ingrained in a subconscious mind. There are a few errors of the brain that are key to how we understand and process past experiences and how that may affect us as adults. The most primitive part of the brain is the reptilian brain, which is responsible for the most basic functions such as sleeping, breathing, lung functions or pain. If you don't get enough sleep, food or you are very afraid of something or you are afraid of someone touching you, then this puts the body into imbalance. This is why so many psychological problems involve difficulties with sleeping, appetite, issues with being touched, digestion or arousal problems. Above the reptilian brain is the limbic system, also called the mammalian brain. This part of the brain is responsible for the emotions. It registers danger, decides uh, what is pleasurable and scary, decides what we need for our survival. Both the reptilian brain and limbic system form what can be called an emotional brain and it is at the heart of the central nervous system. This part of the brain detects danger or, for example, someone special on the horizon by releasing a mixture of hormones. The next important part of the brain is neocortex the rational brain, which assesses information in a more holistic way. The prefrontal lobe is part of the neocortex and it allows us to plan, reflect, imagine future scenarios. Okay, but why am I talking about this? And how that affects us as adults versus what had happened to us when we were children? Have you ever reacted to something in an unexpected way or you are emotionally triggered to someone or something and you can't seem to get a grip why? You see, when we face danger or we have been triggered by something or someone, a part of the brain called thalamus in the limbic system takes all the input from the outside world and mixes into a coherent experience, if I can say this. And that information is directed into two directions in our brain. One path leads to the amygdala in the limbic system, which is the subconscious mind. And the other direction is the frontal lobes, which is the conscious mind. The subconscious mind is like a smoke detector which identifies whether the incoming information is relevant to our survival. That response is very, very fast and automatic. 
The subconscious mind does all this with the help of a part of the brain called the hippocampus. This is crucial as hippocampus relates or cross-checks those new experiences to past experiences. What is really important to understand is that if the subconscious mind senses a threat, it sends a message to the hippocampus. The stress hormones are released and the automatic nervous system gets activated so that the brain can orchestrate a whole body response to the threat. Your heart rate and blood rate will increase, as well as the rate of your breathing, preparing you to fight or run away. Because the subconscious mind receives the information much faster than the conscious mind, it can decide whether the incoming information is relevant to our survival. Often, you are on a run before you even realize what is happening. This is also the reason why any change on a conscious level is so hard, or it can be very hard. If you were constantly told that you are, for example, stupid and you will not achieve much in life, then once that becomes a belief on a subconscious level, then that will become your priming for the future. And it will be hard to change that on a conscious level, especially if you are not aware of that belief. In order to change that belief, you have to change it on a subconscious level first and then work it on that belief on a conscious level. Life can be stressful, but what's important is how we perceive the world rather than the world itself. In order to deal with the stress effectively, we need a balance between the subconscious and conscious mind. As long as the trauma is not resolved and the stress hormones that body releases to protect itself keep circulating and the defensive mechanism and emotional response keeps getting triggered. And by the trauma, I mean feeling unworthy, outbursts of anger, self-loathing or procrastination. And if elements of the trauma are played again and again, the associated stress hormones engrave those memories even more deeply in the mind. What that means in practice is that people who are, for example, chronically stressed or angry, constantly tense the muscles. And that may lead to muscle spasm, back pain, migraines, uh, fibromyalgia or other chronic pains. Meditation or yoga can be very helpful in dealing with resolving trauma. Mindfulness increases activation of the conscious mind and decreases activation of the subconscious mind, which is responsible for your emotional response to the triggers. That can increase your control over your emotional brain and provide you with the ability to take control over your life. If you need extra help, with resolving past traumas, then hypnosis can be very helpful as it gets to the root cause of the issue. 
and then it's much easier to change the meaning of the events, situation, past experiences that happened to you. Um, and today's podcast was heavily influenced by a book by uh, Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps Score, which I highly recommend you to read. It's absolutely amazing. I hope that this information provided you with a deeper understanding of why you or someone you know may self-sabotage, procrastinate or be stressed or even have some health issues themselves. Even for they may not be aware of that or the triggers that leads to that. Thank you very much for listening. And if you think that this podcast is of value, then please share it with friends and family. If you would like to work with me, you can book a consultation by following a link located in the description of this podcast. <music>